God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org uh, with your host, Dennis Beard. We have over 25 different locations uh, for the podcast, Sealing God's People. Uh, tune in and subscribe, if you will, on the present truth of the Word of God. Uh, the Lord, on the 19th of January, 2019, as we were preaching in Kenya at a Maasai tribal church, uh, actually in Transmara, Kenya, uh, the Lord spoke uh, there in a visitation, saying, Seal my people by my word, as angel ascending from the East Heavenly Seal will live in God, so send I you. Uh, there we are uh, lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ as uh, servants to him, uh, not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his name's sake. Uh, we've received a couple of questions uh, we want to, uh, on this podcast, address uh, believing on and in the Lord Jesus. And is there a difference uh, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? And we'll talk about uh, the word believe, steal. And uh, as we take a look at Acts 16, we have we find Paul and Silas are in jail. And about midnight after they prayed, they're singing. And when we uh, get to, say, Acts 16, verse uh, uh, 27, uh, it's the midnight. Paul and Silas are delivered. Uh, and, of course, the jailer is going to kill himself because he's responsible for keeping their uh, souls in that prison. And he's about to kill himself, and we'll pick it up with verse 27, Acts, the 16th chapter. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep, seeing that the prison doors were open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled, that they were already gone. There was no hope for him then. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, the jailer did, and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out. Key question and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Now, they're giving him the word of God to believe. Next verse, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. Now, is baptism necessary? It was the second work of grace uh, were they already saved? Did baptism have anything to do with it? And believing on and in. So we go to John 3.16. And uh, we'll start, let's say, at John 3.14 and see the difference between believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and believing on and then uh, the actual believe, uh, pastio in the Greek, uh, and what kind of a verb tense it is, which will give us quite a bit of light as to the truth of the word and uh, in our own and does it really make a difference that we believe in our own the Lord Jesus Christ and we go to uh, John 3 uh, verse 14 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, the verse before that, uh, John 3.13, For no man has sent it up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Uh, speaking there that Jesus is that spirit, and the Son of Man being the kingdom office uh, there of God, of that spirit. Uh, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And, of course, Jesus standing there uh, before his disciples, stating that he, at that present time, was in heaven. Uh, he is that man that came down from heaven, the spiritual man, not a human a man encased in a humus body or a dirt body, but man nonetheless. So we go to verse 15. And uh, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now we have an in him. And verse 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. One of the most quoted scriptures in the Word of God, John 3, 16. Another, in him. Now we read on. Verse 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, in him, by him, and through him, might be saved. Verse 18, now we have an on him. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, or the only begotten God, or the only begotten Son, or the only God. The only begotten God, the only begotten Son, one and the same as uh, we have talked about the only 12 times in the Old Testament used there of Abraham and his son, his only son, Isaac. Then the crucifixion Psalms. And we have Jephthah's daughter, thine only child that he offered as a vow. Uh, we have many, thine only, my darling. That's the Yaquid, a soul solitary, unique one. Now, if you haven't heard that podcast, uh, be sure and listen to uh, the only, the Yaquid, the only God, the only begotten God, the only begotten Son. Now, in Him or on Him? Now, let's go to another one that's quoted very much uh, there in the Word of God, and that is Romans 10, uh, verse 9, and we've all heard it many times, and uh, he talks in uh, uh, Romans uh, 10 there about the righteousness which is of the law and the righteousness of God by faith. And we see here in verse 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now there's something we have to confess there. The Lord, not just Jesus, the Lord Jesus. The Lord is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is that spirit, the Lord Jesus who is now manifest in the earth, God was manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. So we must confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. Not just Jesus, the Son of God, but the Lord, who Jesus, the Son of God, is the Lord revealed. 
He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty revealed, manifest in flesh there in the days of his flesh. And that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart, very key word, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now the believe there shall believe. That believe, the verb tense there, vestio, that Greek word, uh, literally is not uh, transitive. It is, it is stative. And stative is a state of being in the heart. Now that heart's in the spirit, and we'll see that in Romans 2, 28 in just a minute. So, verse 10, for with the heart... Not with the mind, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Now, grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5, that as sent reigned by death, so now grace reigns through righteousness. And it says here in verse 10, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, Believeth is a key word there, whether in or on, if it's transitive. Meaning that we, it literally, uh, from the, the subject that is being spoken through the verb tense is transitive, then he has in action uh, there with, with the subject, with the, uh, with the object. For example, he would have something to do with righteousness if it was anything or were anything of our own works. But it's a state. It's stative. Uh, Pastillo is stative. A state of being there of the heart in the spirit. Now, we need to take a look at that. Now, uh, to say that in Romans 2, 28 and 29, he is not a Jew that is written outwardly and that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly, and the circumcision of the heart. Now, we're talking about the heart here. Circumcision of the heart in the spirit, and that is a little s, which is the human spirit of man, where abides communion, conscience, and intuition. And faith, of course, is held uh, in the spirit of man, not in the the mind, not in the soul of man, the mind, will, imagination, and intellect of man. It's not the intellectual exercise of the mind. Otherwise, it could be transitive. It could be man would have a part in that object of righteousness, in the subject of righteousness, substantive. But we're going to find that it is uh, substantive. Uh, sustainable only through faith but it is stated it's a state so pastillo in believe in the biblical sense is not with the mind but in the heart and the spirit and it's not something that we do that we control or act on to have a part in the subject of righteousness so 
And somebody said, well, what are you saying? Well, uh, the righteousness, uh, which is of God, not of the law, not of works, lest any man should boast, is the righteousness of God is by faith. So faith then is it subsists as our sustenance for life, for salvation, for redemption, for justification by faith. So pastil, believing, the biblical definition of believe, that if we believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, on the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of in or on, because it's stated, it's a state. Doesn't matter whether you so in or on the Lord Jesus, because it's a state of the heart. The heart in the spirit of the human being. Now, in that heart, or in the spirit of man, we have communion. We're going to commune with some uh, spirit down here upon the earth. That's just the way of the spirit of man is. Be it fame, fortune, uh, be it uh, uh, something that we aspire to, to obtain uh, there uh, through works. Uh, there, uh, there's somebody say, well, a workaholic, or the identity of the person based upon uh, the action and the occupation of that individual. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about being in a Christ-likeness state there from the very beginning. And not of works, lest any man should boast. And this comes to that Greek verb, believe. Believe on, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved and thy house. Well, that belief, pasteo, there is stated. It is a state of being of the heart in the spirit. And in that spirit, we have communion. We're going to commune uh, there, uh, hopefully not with the world, but with the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. We'll set our affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is of the world, and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. Now we say, well, that sounds transitive. Whoever doeth the will of God. Well, but we have to go back to the heart in the spirit. What kicks us off? What is faith? Well, faith is a substance of things hoped for. That substance is the substantive. It is the substance, the sustenance for life. It is the substance of things hoped for. Well, the things are the things of faith. Uh, not things there in the world, but the things which are not seen, which are eternal. So we set our heart, our spirit, our mind upon the things which are not seen, which is revealed in the Word of God. So I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you is. Well, the mind has to be transformed. But what about the spirit? The spirit, by belief, is a state. Something happened there that the heart, the spirit of man, changed from that of an earthly, worldly man to that of 
Christ. And how did that happen? Was it something that we did and reminded us of? Well, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with a with a transitive belief. In other words, that I I have a part in that operation on that subject of righteousness by believing with my mind. But it's not an intellectual exercise. It's not transitive. It's stated. In other words, a state, a state of being, the essence of being, which is in the heart, as we see in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, well, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh, but the heart is the initial, it is the focal, it is the essence of the being in the heart, and shall believe in thine heart. Believe in thine heart. That believe is that uh, fasteo, uh, which is the Greek word there, stative, a state of a state of believing, and uh, it, that has puts us out of the picture with a mental uh, a a mental consent or a mental believing uh, transitive that we have a part of righteousness, which we do not. And it doesn't make any difference if we believe in or on because it's stated. Faith there is the sustenance, yes. But the belief, believe in, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, pastillo is, is literally stated in a state of being, a state of essence. And so in the heart we have the communion. We're going to commune with God. And we also have conscience. Now, this conscience that is in the human spirit of man, not in his soul, mind, will, emotions, imagination, intellect, not in the volition of man, not in the free will of man, but in the spirit, the human spirit there of the intuition, things that he has learned without his human intellect, uh, with gifts and calling of God without repentance uh, there. We have that communion uh, there. We have to, where we're now attached uh, and he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. We have to join to the Lord in the spirit, but it's not with an intellectual exercise. Otherwise, otherwise it'd be transitive. It would make a difference who believe in or own, but it's not transitive or intransitive. It is stated. It's a state, a state of essence and being on that heart to believe in that spirit, to believe. So the question is, how do we believe with the heart? That is the issue here. What is biblical belief? To believe. Which is stated. It has nothing to do with the human intellect. It has to do with the spirit of man. For out of the buns of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So um, the words will either uh, by thy words I shall be justified, or by thy words I shall be condemned. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh, and every word will come into judgment. So what is, so with that heart man believeth? Well, it is uh, subsistence. And the very essence of life is in the heart and the spirit of man, which is the conscience. Now that conscience has to be uh, literally uh, to serve God, that conscience, they're purged. We got to purge that conscience from dead works in order to serve the living God. 
I cannot do that with my mind and say, okay, conscience, I'm speaking to my heart, my spirit, and I want to purge you from dead works, and I want you to serve the living God. Well, I can't. Uh, the heart's deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? And uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, and the heart is going to be revealed, the spirit of man. So something has to change, and it is not with a mental uh, the, the the mental state of a man, uh, of the uh, his initiative, and the intellect of man, uh, the volition of man to do so. He has to do it according to the biblical only way to purge that conscience, that spirit, from dead works in order, order to serve the living God. So we see in Romans two twenty eight and twenty nine. That he said he is not a Jew that is one not bringing in that circumcision of the flesh. So it's not something of the will of the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly. Now something happened inwardly. And that circumcision of the heart. The heart circumcised. And then he says in Romans 2, 28 and 29. Circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Whose praise is not of man but of God. Now we have to understand the stative, a state of being, of essence in the heart and the spirit of man that, that is in, in relation to God, believing, believing, stative. And that's something I can't do by just speaking, uh, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, I love you. I'm a sinner. I say the sinner's prayer. Uh, save me. I believe that you died on the cross and was buried and rose again for my sins and uh, heart be changed. Uh, you know, conscience purged from dead works. I purge my conscience from dead works to serve the living God. No, uh, because it's not transitive. We have no part in that subject of righteousness. The object of it, the object of the faith and righteousness is, 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 uh, is not transitive. We have no part in that. It's all in the Lord on the Lord, by the Lord, through the Lord, and nothing of ourselves. Now, there's a key in the biblical righteousness and what we have to do in obedience to have this uh, righteousness imputed to us by faith. By faith. Well, how do we do that? How do we have this existence, this sustenance of the Holy Ghost that's in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory, how do we get that? And as we see in Romans 6, 1 through 4, it talks about being baptized in the name of Jesus. For as many, what know ye not, that as many as were baptized, were baptized into Christ's death. You're buried with him in baptism, Romans 6, 1 through 4. And it says in Romans 6, 4, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed by that baptism. But somebody said, well, that's not faith. That, that's an added uh, grace there that you already saved, so baptism doesn't have anything to do with it in the circumcision of the heart. And as we take a look at biblical righteousness, how to obtain that by faith? Look at Colossians 2. Verse 10 through 12. 
and he's already given us the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, Colossians 2, 1 through 9. Then he goes on to verse 10. Very important. It says, you are complete in him. That's Colossians 2, 10, which is the head of all principality and power. Verse 11, in whom, there's that in, believe in own, believe in in, and it's through Christ alone, not of works lest any man should boast, not transitive in anything that the subject of the believer by him believing is transitory in obtaining the object of righteousness. So it says here in verse 11, then what is it? What, what must we do? And it says, in whom also you are circumcised. In him? In whom? We're circumcised? Okay, that's what we need. We need the Lord to circumcise it. We need the Lord to cut off the body of the sins of the flesh. We need him to cut off that, that, that heart, that spirit that has sin, not in the mind, not in the flesh, but literally in the heart, in the spirit of man. So now he's telling us, in whom also you are circumcised. Well, praise God. Now we know what we're getting. We're getting into the heart, the spirit of man. Well, you're circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Well, this is a spiritual circumcision because this is not made with hands. So this is not a circumcision of the flesh. That there, that is a, a Jew that is one outwardly. Uh, there we saw about in, uh, uh, as seen in Romans 2, 28 and 29. But he says, in putting off the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Well, he's doing it. Christ is the one doing the circumcising. Well, I need to know how this happens. Do I do I give a uh, an intellectual consent to this? Uh, do I do I say certain words of this? I say the sinner's prayer, or uh, do I say Jesus coming to my heart, or heart I say unto you be circumcised, or how do I get this circumcision of Christ that is stated, which is believing, stated, not transited. I have nothing to do with the object of righteousness, the subject of righteousness. It's all by faith. And this circumcision is made without hands. It's a circumcision of Christ. And Colossians 2.12 tells us exactly how to do it, which the church world, uh, when I say the church, I mean the, uh, the earthly worldly church, <laughs> if you will. They believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with a mental intellectual consent, but not with the heart. And there's the problem. So we've been deceived for many years, saying, well, if you just say the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus to come into your heart, a heart be circumcised, you know, Jesus come in, you're saved. No, this is a circumcision made without hands. This is a circumcision of Christ. This is the body of the sins of the flesh being put off. How? If it's not by a mental uh, intellectual exercise or something, I'd, then, then how is it done? And it's got to be by faith because it's not of works lest any man should boast. When we look at verse 12, Colossians 2, verse 12, it says, in whom also you are circumcised, uh, there in verse 11, with a circumcision made without hands, definitely spiritual, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. There it is, the circumcision of Christ. But how? Verse 12, buried with him in baptism. Neighbor, don't let anybody tell you 
that baptism has nothing to do with your heart and the spirit, that that only way to have, get that conscience, which is in the human spirit of man, purge from dead works, to purge it from dead works, to serve the living God is only by baptism. Not an intellectual exercise, not asking Jesus to come into your heart. This is a circumcision made without hands. It is stative. It's not transitive. It is uh, simply by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, if that's the case in baptism, it's got to be by faith. Yes, we read on. Buried with him in baptism, when also you are risen with him through the faith. This is faith. There is no other way for that heart to have that spiritual circumcision made without hands and that circumcision of Christ is only by baptism through the faith. Faith in what? When you are baptized into Jesus' death, Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, 10 through 12, it is through faith of the operation of God. God's doing the operating. You're not doing the operating. It's not a mental intellectual exercise. You're not doing it. It's not transitory. You're not having anything to do with that righteousness, that uh, righteousness of God. It's by faith only. And it says it's through faith. Through faith in what? Through faith of the operation of God. Who hath raised him from the dead. So when I go down in a watery grave, I'm buried with him in baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. The body that sins of the flesh is cut off. That is circumcised, cut off, put off the body of the sins of the flesh. Now I have believed, bestio, bestio, believe with my heart, not with my mind, not with, oh, heart, be circumcised, conscience, be perched from dead works to serve the living God. I can say it all day long. I can say the sinner's prayer. That's wonderful. It's repentance. And that's wonderful. But it has to be born of the water, to be born again of the water and the Spirit. And there's only one way. And it's through faith in this operation of God that raising from the dead, the operation of God is God takes out the spiritual scaffold. Christ takes out this circumcision, this scaffold, this operation, and cuts off the foreskin of your heart. I can't do it. You can't do it. Because we do not understand the biblical believe. Pisteo. We don't understand that. It's been excluded from the church. Well, it's in or own. You know, believe in the Lord Jesus and own. You know, I believe, you know, I put something on a desk here, uh, but it's not being in it. You know, I believe on Jesus. I, you know, he's a... But then when I believe in it, uh, then I get in it. It's altogether different. Well, no, in and on, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved. Well, what's the key word? Believe. Not in or on or through or by. It's, it's, it is by and what only believe. Believe for steo, which is stated, not transitory. You have nothing to do in it. Man has nothing to do in it. It's through faith in the operation of God. Circumcision made without hands is circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, the body, the sins of the flesh are put off, destroyed by baptism. It's through faith. 
It's a faith in the operation of God. I believe when I went down in the name of Jesus Christ, he did what he said he would do. The body of the sins of the flesh were destroyed by baptism. Through faith. Well, I had to have faith in that operation of God that raised him from the dead. And when I did, then my conscience, through nothing that I did, no prayer that I said, I've already repented. God, I'm going to believe your word. And a godly sorrow work with repentance unto salvation not to be repented of. But then through simply being buried with him in baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. Acts 2, 38. Acts 8, 16. Acts 10. Acts 19. Just as we read in Acts 16 a while ago. And the, and the jailer believed. What's that? Visteo? That's a state of, a state of essence and being. And because that, that he had to what? And he was baptized. Why? Because that is putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. Just as Paul did on the Damascus Road. He had seen the Lord. He asked him, what is your name, Lord? You know, Saul, Saul, uh, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Who art thou, Lord? Lord Jehovah God Almighty. I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Speaking in the Hebrew tongue, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Messiah, whom you persecute. And then he was told what he's called to do. So here's a man that's seen God. The light blinded him three days on the Damascus Road. Two, he knows the name, had the revelation of the name Jesus. Three, he's called. He knows what his call is. Number four, he's healed of his blindness by the Lord through Ananias coming to him. And then Ananias says, Brother Saul, why tarriest thou? Why are you sitting around where you, you've received your sight? Arise, be baptized, calling upon the name of the Lord, washing away your sins. Wait a minute. He's already seen God. He's had the revelation of the name of God. He knows what his call is. And he's been healed of blindness. And then Ananias says unto him, Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Even after that, how much more should we in obedience through believing? Believing here again is stated, not transitive. It's not transitory. It's nothing that we have to do in righteousness. Now we have a state of the spirit of man. We have a state that the body, the sins of the flesh is destroyed by baptism. When you see that in uh, uh, Romans 6, 1 through 4, and you see there that Paul is driving this point home, and he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How'd you get dead to sin? Dead to sin? Reckon your members, reckon yourselves dead unto sin, but alive unto God? Your members as instruments of righteousness and obedience to righteousness, whether, rather than sin unto death through obedience? Well, Verse 3 says, Know ye not 
Romans 6, 3. Know you not that so many of us, Paul included, as were baptized into Jesus Christ. That's how you got into him. Were baptized into his death. Well, I didn't die. Paul didn't die. But we see in Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. How? By baptism. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, then what happened with that faith? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. When you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, then God deals to you the measure of faith. He dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whether or not we believe and on the testimony of Jesus that God gave of his Son, that he is the Father revealed, that he is the Lord, the Messiah, the Christos, the, the Spirit that should come of the world manifest, manifesting the Father. Then we believed in his name, in the name of the Son of God, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. Not Jehovah Junior. Jesus is Jehovah, is salvation. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Well, he said, then are you not? There's many of us, Paul said, were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Into his death? Yes, but yet we live. Therefore, we are buried with him. How? By saying the sinner's prayer. Lord, I'm going to die to self and I want to live to you coming to my heart. No. No scripture for that, friend. The biblical believe, pisteo, is it is stated. It's not transitive. It's nothing that you can do. It's not an intellectual exercise. It is only by baptism into his death in the name of Jesus for as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's the only way you put him on and put off the old man and put on the new man which is created what Christ in you, the hope of glory. You were buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we, all of us, individual members, should also walk in the newness of life. How can you be in the newness of life? Because the body, the sins of the flesh are destroyed. We're going to see that in the next uh, two verses. Verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, not by saying, Jesus, come into my heart. That's transitory. I did something. You know, we had a part in it. No. By simply the circumcision made without hands. The circumcision of Christ. Through faith in this operation of God. How? He raised him from the dead. Well, if I die with him, and I'm planted in the likeness, because God raised the Lord Jesus. He said he would destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it up. He, rose, he raised his own body on the third day. Well, same he will do with you. You'll raise to the newness of life. Made to set together in heavenly places of Christ Jesus. He said, if you've been planted in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Knowing this, what do we know? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, with Christ, through baptism. Why? That I did something? No. 
stative, not transitive, that the body of sin might be destroyed in each one of our hearts and our spirit. We have that crucifixion, that crucifixion of, uh, that crucifixion with Christ, buried with him in baptism, raised to the newness of life, just as Romans 2.28, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly and the circumcision of the flesh. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly than that circumcision of the heart. Here's believing in the heart. That's a biblical believe. And circumcision of the heart in the spirit whose praise is not a man but of God. He gives praises unto God. And he says here, that the body of the sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Well, how'd you get dead? Well, you buried with Jesus in baptism and the likeness of his death. That's a circumcision made without hands. That's the circumcision of Christ. Now the spirit, now we then receive born of the water, Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2.38. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that is born of the Spirit. Now Christ liveth in you. If the same Spirit dwells in you that also dwelleth in Christ Jesus, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Well, life then is given and then Faith then dwells in our heart, not in our mind. The mind has to be renewed. We crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, which is an enemy of the spirit. So we pray, we fast to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. Why? So uh, the spirit, Christ in you, can break forth through your members in obedience unto righteousness. And that faith, Grace, you're saved by grace through faith. But that grace, it reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. And how do you get that righteousness? The righteousness of God is by faith. Not with an intellectual, transitory object that we have a part in righteousness. The righteousness is of God. His death, burial, and resurrection, his perfect, spotless, blameless life that he lived died as a propitiation for our sins and our stead and then imputed that to us as we are buried with him in baptism. The body of the sins of the flesh destroyed, the circumcision made without hands, circumcision of Christ. This is through faith, faith in the operation of God. There's nothing I can say or do with a mental, intellectual consent in stating that's going to do it. And I have to be Planted in the likeness of his death. There's only one way, by baptism. And when I do that, now the Spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Ghost, has an effectual working upon your heart, in your spirit. It's working there. Now Christ is in you. The body, the sins of the flesh are destroyed. There's nothing in your spirit stopping you now. You're not, you've been passed from death unto life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then, it's working now where sin literally ruled in our members unto death. Now, we, through obedience, 
Grace reigns through this righteousness. It's an influence upon your heart and your spirit now. Anything you did? No, it's stated. It doesn't make, make any difference. You believe in, own it. It's all the same because it's not believing by mental and uh, mental exercise or intellect. It's believing, uh, biblical believing, and that that belief being uh, to believe, pisteo, uh, literally stative, uh, therefore a state of being. Christ in you. Uh, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Why? Because his seed remaineth in him. It's a state of being through the Spirit of God. Uh, you have no need that any man teach you. You have an unction from the Holy One. That unction is always uh, leading and guiding, not possessing you, but leading and guiding. And all we have to do is obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. We have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all uh, know all things, and we know all truths, no lies of the truth. Somebody said, I don't know all truth. Well, we don't in the intellectual sense. That's true. But 1 John 2, 20 through 22 says, you know all things, and you know all truth, and no lies of the truth. How do I know all truth? Because it's imputed to me, because my life is here with Christ and God. Because I was crucified with Him. How? By baptism. No other way, friend. So it's not transitory. It's stated. A state. And that belief is a state. A state and essence of faith that abides and resides in your intuition, in your human spirit. Faith doesn't abide in your mind. It abides in your spirit, your human spirit. And that faith is the substance. It's a sustenance. It's a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It is the sustenance for life. And that is the very essence of life. That all life is in Christ Jesus, not Christ is in you. And that is through faith. And that faith abides in your human spirit, in your intuition. And the more, I've, I knew a preacher a long time ago, dear, dear man of God. And as age, uh, he become very elderly. Uh, then his mind was kind of going, and he was well up in age. And he would forget things. He'd had several strokes. But he would still quote the Bible. Because... It wasn't in his intellect, in his mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. The word wasn't there. It flowed from the spirit to the mind, will, and will, the mind, his will, and emotions, his imagination, his intellect. But it resided in his human spirit, in his intuition, his conscience, his communion with God. Therefore, you've got to where he didn't even know his wife's name. But he would still stand up in a church and give a testimony quoting the word of God because it was in his human spirit. And that is in the intuition. So again, it's not transitory, it's stative. It is not of works lest any man should boast. There's only one way that we have this uh, effectual working upon our heart, our spirit, is through uh, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ to be buried with him in baptism 
and the church has been told a lie for so many years. You just ask Jesus to come into your heart. You know, there's no asking there. You got to be buried. That's the only way to circumcision of the heart. That's the only way to believe biblically the pasteo in a stated, a state of being, a state and essence of life is only through obedience and being buried with him in baptism, raised in the newness of life. It's a circumcision made without hands. It's a circumcision of Christ. It's through faith in that operation of God. He takes the scaffold. He's the one that does the work. He cuts off the body, the sins of the flesh. So don't be deceived. Don't just ask Jesus to come into your heart and obey the scriptures in believing the biblical, the biblical belief, pasteo, stative, not transitory, not transitive, through faith in the operation of God that raised him from the dead buried with him in baptism. Well, if you have questions, be sure and uh, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, there, go to Sailing God's People. If you will, if you like the broadcast, subscribe and like it there. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Friend, we have our gift offer this month, gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus only doctrine of Christ which is essential for sealing, going from babies to little children, that to overcomers, and then final fathers. Having their father's name written in their foreheads, I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs, well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code says 75606. That's Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or visit our website, dennisbeard.org, or sealinggodspeople.org. Request your copy, eight DVDs, on the revelation of Jesus Christ, mention offer 10. That's 1001 for your gift of $100 or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the Revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs, over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs, over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it. Our gift offer for this month, gift offer 1001, request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or the website, in or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Beard say, Behold the real Jesus.